morning, afternoon, evening to everyone who's tuned into this podcast. A very warm welcome to the HFS Unfiltered podcast. As part of this podcast, you can tune into unfiltered insights and perspectives from business leaders across the globe on the future of industry, the power of technology and innovation, and creating solutions that make a difference. I'm Nishchila Murthy Kaushik, the Chief Marketing Officer at HFS and your host for this podcast. If there is one industry that has taken center stage since the global pandemic changed our lives, it is the healthcare industry. And in today's podcast, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. As part of the conversation, you will hear diverse perspectives about what's happening and what's shaping the future of the healthcare industry, the role of technology and innovation, and how different players are responding to the changing consumer needs and market dynamics. We'll start off with a quick introduction to our speakers on this podcast. Saurabh, could we start with a quick note about getting to know you better? Sure. Hey, hey Nishala. Hi, hi, everyone. My name is Saurabh Gupta. Uh, I'm the Chief Research Officer here at uh, HFS. So I lead our uh, overall research and advisory services. Uh, been in the industry for more than two decades in, in various roles. Uh, I actually started off as a software engineer. Uh, doing mainframe programming and, you know, I realized I wasn't very good at it. Uh, so I became a consultant and um, uh, have been advising a number of uh, healthcare providers and payers during my stint. And um, uh, most recently, I was a part of uh, a pharma company before I joined HFS, where I was a part of their corporate strategy uh, group. And I got to see uh, this healthcare ecosystem evolve uh, fairly up close. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, to this session today. Thanks, Saurabh. I'm sure with your uh, background and experience, you'll have a lot of interesting stories to share with all of us. Uh, Pradeep, over to you, please. Yeah, hi, good morning. My name is uh, Pradeep Kimani. I am the Vice President here for Global Business Services at Blue Shield of California. Uh, for me, I've been with healthcare for the last 12 years, and that's been my span of my length of career with Blue Shield of California, too. And in my current role, I actually work and lead the department, which is Global Business Services, under the finance organization. And in this role, uh, this team has the corporate capabilities, the processes, and what we call the community of practice to deliver strategic sourcing, uh, a culture of affordability, process transformation and supply governance excellence. And prior to Blue Shield of California, I had the privilege of working in the financial services industry, working for Washington Mutual Bank and JP Morgan Chase. So Becky, why don't you share a little bit about yourself to our audience? Awesome, very happy to be here, Nishchala. I'm excited to be part of this conversation. Myself, Dr. Christina Remediakis, more popularly known as Becky. Uh, I run the Capgemini's healthcare business and been in the industry for more than 25 years. I started my professional career um, as a professor in the University of Mysore, teaching finance and accounting. But then somewhere along the line, I got involved in healthcare and never looked back since. Uh, excited to be part of this conversation, as I said. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll all... Um... Be excited to hear your perspectives coming from uh, academia and now in industry and you know having such a long and successful career, Becky. So looking forward to the conversation. 
last section, uh, which I call setting the stage, we'd like to hear from all of you on perspectives around the industry and the ecosystem and just what's happening across the world as far as the healthcare industry is concerned. So Saurabh, I'll start with you. Could you just give a perspective of the overall market landscape, some of the changes and trends that we're seeing in the industry uh, and you know where we stand today? Yeah, look, I think the last 12 months have been have been very interesting. You know, we 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 ran a survey of uh, healthcare executives, um, and you know, seventy percent of of the respondents to that survey said that you know this pandemic shock has impacted the healthcare in a much bigger way um, than the two thousand eight financial crisis. You know, which was the last crisis that we all went through. Um, but I think the challenges that we are facing in this industry are not new, right? Um, I, I think what the what COVID-19 and the pandemic shock has done is they've just shown the light on those challenges a little bit more. Uh, maybe they've exacerbated those challenges. But I think I feel that more and more enterprises, be it healthcare payers or providers, are now embracing change a lot more than resisting change. After the after the pandemic shock, and I think that's a positive note. But in terms of what's really happened, you know, it's it's a I call it a trifecta of challenges. You know, on on one hand, um, the demand patterns have changed. You know, the hospital visits have declined. You know, there are no elective procedures, uh, etc. But telehealth has you know just surged uh, all over the place. You know, the 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 almost kind of a digital healthcare world is emerging, you know, where the boundaries between what is physical and what is digital sort of seems irrelevant. Uh, even the populations have changed, you know, the demographics, we have an aging demographic in most of the Western world, uh, but at the same time, we have this young 18 to 25 year olds coming in who expect an Amazon-like experience from healthcare services, you know, so the, the demand patterns have changed. Um, the supply has, has changed quite dramatically as well. You know, the costs are rising. You look at the PMPM costs, um, you look at the, you know, healthcare costs as a percentage of GDP that has almost increased by five basis points since, um, since uh, you know, 2012. So, you know, the supply equation is changing. And then, you know, the compliance and the regulatory aspects continue to be changing and evolving as well. You know, um, resilience. Uh, who would have, who talked about supply chains in healthcare conversations 12 months ago? And now it's sort of the number one conversation of resiliency in supply chain. And, in, you know, how value-based care, how interoperability, and how some of these uh, regulatory aspects are evolving uh, and how do you comply with them while ensuring trust and consumer confidence um, are some of the big themes. So I think it's, it's just this, you know, trifecta of demand, supply, and compliance um, that, that we are dealing with. Thanks, Saurabh. I think that's a very good way to kind of set the stage uh, and, you know, give a very broad perspective of what's happening in the industry. Uh, Pradeep, I'd like to now move to you, uh, you know, for the role that you play uh, and the organization you're part of, I think you're thick in the action of what's happening. Uh, so, so would you like to share your perspectives of what you've seen as maybe changes which are probably driving some of your priorities, strategies, and solutions 
uh, in the marketplace? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I'll address it in a couple of ways. Uh, first and foremost, talk about how every payer, and especially Blue Shield of California, is stepping up during the pandemic. Uh, at Blue Shield of California, we obviously put our values at the forefront of everything we do in our approach, in our actions. And our three values include being human, honest, and uh, courageous. And among the initiatives we have undertaken, and this is to support the whole 360 view of stakeholders, whether it's the member, the employer, the employee, uh, the stakeholder uh, on many other facts. First and foremost, uh, when we look at our customers, our members, uh, we've realized that in these trying times, we need to provide them with support. So one of the things which Blue Shield of California did over the last 12 months is to provide almost $50 million in premium relief for customers so that we could help ease their financial burdens, which is one of the impacts of uh, the pandemic. Secondly, uh, to play a larger role, uh, we also played a leadership role and continue to play a leadership role in the state of California with uh, the governor's task force. So last year, we were part of uh, what we call the testing task force, which was um, the effort to dramatically ramp up testing for COVID-19. And this was something which uh, Blue Shield played an instrumental role, partnering with a lot of other state policymakers as well as uh, partners in the private and public sector. And then earlier this year, we were also invited back by the governor to start to see how we could build and execute on the strategy to efficiently and equitably administer vaccines to all Californians to fight COVID-19. Because these are obviously trying times where we need to be able to step up and go beyond just our organization and our membership, but to contribute to the community we operate and live in. Uh, when we talk about our providers, uh, it's, it's no secret that we also had to support them. So in our case, we have actually offered more than $200 million to healthcare providers, uh, either through financing guarantees, advanced payments, and restructuring of contracts. Uh, so that we could elevate the economic pressure, which has been as a result of the pandemic. And when you look at our employees, uh, we were one of the very first early companies to get almost 99% of our employees to successfully work from home within five days. And today continue to have a, a large percentage, if not all, except a few essential workers to be able to work from home so that they have the environment, the tools, the technology, to not only deliver service worthy of family and friends, but they are also able to manage their work-life balance, especially with uh, their young kids or other family members who need their support. So whether it is on mental health resources, childcare, uh, or the COVID-19 leave program, these are some of the examples of benefits we have extended to our employees. Uh, also, we are headquartered in Oakland, so it was important for us to also contribute to the relief fund for Oakland uh, COVID-19. And last but not the least, uh, when we look at Shield Care's giving campaign, we encourage our employees to uh, contribute for charitable giving. Uh, just in recent times, uh, the pandemic, which has overwhelmed the country of India, has also stood out as an example of how Blue Shield is willing to go and cross global boundaries to support the global population sitting and living in other countries. So last but not the least, what in, in summary the pandemic has done is also accelerated our agenda to innovate, 
and transform the practices because that would allow us to not only deliver service worthy of family and friends, but also make it sustainably affordable. And, and when we invest in technologies like robotics, automation, artificial intelligence, it has started to give us a lot of opportunity to reduce and create admin efficiencies and also impact our cost of healthcare. Thanks, uh, Pradeep. I think that's a very interesting, comprehensive, and heartwarming response, right? I think, uh, you know, these are really testing times for organizations across the world. And, uh, you know, I like the way you've, you've kind of layered your answer saying, talking about, uh, you know, what you've done for your employees, what you've done for, uh, you know, at a, for your customers, and also what you've done uh, as kind of giving back to the community and society, uh, which is, I think, extremely important uh, in today's time. So, um, I, I also read and hear a lot about organizations, uh, you know, focusing their entire strategy and approaches around purpose. So it's it's nice to hear that you are embodying that spirit of what's important for you and kind of aligning your actions to your purpose and your values. So that's that's wonderful to hear, uh, Pradeep. Um, Becky, I'd now like to shift the focus to you know the role that you play and really. Uh, to kind of you know pivot this entire conversation around technology and you know kind of technology service providers. Uh, so, in your experience, what are some of the trends that you've seen, uh, and how are you kind of you know responding to those shifts in the industry and in your own customer base? Absolutely, fantastic. And first of all, you know, thank you, Saurabh and Pradeep, for uh, articulating the industry context and the uh, you know, customer context so well. I really enjoyed that. Nishala, from my standpoint, from an IT services provider standpoint, um, it is not a, you know, it, I can say that COVID has certainly been a game changer for the healthcare industry as a whole. And as an IT service provider, I look at these changes um, from three different perspectives, you know, to, to borrow uh, Saurabh's uh, way of putting it together, a trifecta of factors. One is, what is the impact of COVID uh, from a near and right now perspective, here and now perspective, and what is it from a near and future perspective, and what is the regulatory and what is the macroeconomic environment that surrounds all of these activities, right? So from a near and here and now perspective, uh, Pradeep mentioned about the fact that Blue Shield of California was successful in getting their workforce to work from home within five days. And that, that's phenomenal, right? The healthcare industry has been one that always has preferred in-person. They've always resisted change, uh, you know, bringing in technology in a major way and all of that. I believe, um, you know, COVID really changed that perspective and forced um, many of the health plans and healthcare providers, them, both, both of these um, groups, to adopt uh, technology. And as a, te a technology provider, it is good for us, it's music for us, to help them do more uh, remote working. Uh, and of course, the larger context around where this, this um, change is coming is tragic. We absolutely understand the human cost of what is happening. But at the same time, there are some positives that have come out of this, which is by way of embracing more technology, remote working, and all of that. And when we look at helping our customers to implement not just the remote working of their workforce, but actually remote care, virtual monitoring, right? Digital health on a provider side. We see 
more and more uh, awareness of question marks around cybersecurity. Is my personal health information safe? How do we take care of this in a safe manner? So some of the demands around our cybersecurity offerings have increased. Uh, we are, uh, we are uh, working with a lot of payers and providers in that space. And finally, around digital patient care that I talked about, right? And also not just the digital patient care, but also on the member side, you know, member experience. And Pradeep, uh, I think Saurabh, you talked about Amazon-like experience. This is something that we are seeing more and more. I think ACA really brought that change, made healthcare more retailized, which was more mostly a B2B industry hitherto. Now made it really, uh, you know, very much individual market. And when that happened, then there is competition around different types of players coming in. Value-based care has changed the, you know, care paradigms or customer experience paradigm. So we're seeing payers become more and more concerned about how do I become or retain competitive by keeping my members happy and how do I uplift the experience of the member? And for example, we are actually working with a, a Blue on the Southwest to uh, help them transform their member experience paradigm. It's a transformational journey that we are helping them do or spread over three years. Very exciting topic for us, right? And at the same time, the regulatory environment has also picked up um, interoperability, Sarab, you mentioned. Uh, we are helping many of the payers implement post health uh, interoperability resources mandate that CMS has implemented. Phase one is over. Payers are well into the throes of the phase two. We have developed certain very unique differentiating offerings around that, exciting space for that, using data and insights uh, to predict um, illness versus treating illness. That is something, uh, again, dovetailing into the member experience and enhancing patient experience space. How do you make uh, use of the data? That's something that we are seeing. But not uh, last but not the least, I think COVID has also brought to the focus uh, or, brought, uh, or widened the gap between the healthcare haves and healthcare have-nots. So I think um, I think that is something that we are seeing. Um, there is going to be a lot more emphasis on spending around Medicaid, expansion of Medicare by way of regulations. So I feel that uh, we have seen some conversations around that, and Capgemini is very much interested in helping, um, you know, bring care and bring healthcare to as many people, as many more people as we can, and we do that by way of helping our health payer customers and our health provider customers. And therefore, this is a great space for us to be in. Though very tragic, the circumstances are certain developments are uh, definitely beneficial from a long-term perspective, uh, from a long-term long sustainability perspective of the healthcare industry as a whole. And I'm very happy and excited that Capgemini is playing a front and center role in, uh, in bridging this gap healthcare gap um, between the haves and have-nots. Thanks, Becky. Thanks, Pradeep. And thanks, Sora. In this section, let's talk unfiltered. Uh, we get some unfiltered perspectives from our guests on different aspects of what's happening in the industry today and what the future looks like. 
So Sarab, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, I'm curious to know your perspectives on what are some of the drivers and priorities which you feel uh, are important for the entire industry to focus on. Uh, and I'd also like you to talk a little bit about how technology and innovation is incredibly important as we move forward in the um, in 2021 and beyond. Yeah, <clears throat> look, I think I think it's a problem of plenty, <laughs> right? Because I think there's just there's so much that that we can improve and fix um, in this industry. But, um, but just to just to carry on with my you know, the, the trifecta, um, I think that's where we are seeing a lot of innovation. So I think there's one bucket of how do we reduce the cost of care, right? Or how do we optimize the, the care? And one big theme that we are seeing is aligning this industry together, right? Payers, providers, pharma, uh, pharmacies, how can they come together um, to improve the customer experience because a customer experience is not, or a patient experience is not just driven by, you know, a payer or a provider. It, it's both, right? And perhaps you need to include life sciences and PBMs and other stakeholders in it. And, and we are seeing some really interesting collaboration. You know, Pradeep, Pradeep talked about, uh, you know, how they've been helping providers uh, as a payer. Uh, but we're also seeing, you know, payviders come into the market. You know, we're seeing vertical integration and acquisitions happening where uh, providers are, are are having their own uh, or launching their own health plans. So I think that's one. I think uh, obviously the administrative cost optimization, you know, we are seeing things like touchless claims, uh, intelligent automation coming into picture, uh, you know, optimizing the broken processes by, you know, digitizing paper-based manual activities, which there's plenty of. But I think there's there's one set of innovations which I feel is around reducing the cost of care. I think the second one is is around you know patient experience and and moving this whole regime from from a treatment regime to a wellness regime. Right? How do we shift our conversation from Healthcare is to treat illnesses, to healthcare is to prevent illnesses or to promote wellness. And I think we are seeing a number of, you know, um, things like wearables coming into the market, uh, you know, to encourage health and wellness. Uh, you know, uh, we are seeing huge amounts of virtualizing care from telehealth to home care to population health management. And then the, the whole patient experience, which needs to be almost like a unified, personalized, and omni-channel patient experience is coming, coming to, to bear. And then last is, you know, how do you drive resiliency and compliance while managing risks, right? And, and we're seeing more and more initiatives of moving the health data into the cloud. Uh, we are seeing blockchain uh, starting to come into the picture of, of healthcare. Uh, I think Becky talked about cybersecurity, but how do you modernize the legacy health systems? Uh, you know, uh, the whole IT modernization of around cybersecurity, data privacy, resiliency. Um, and then what's the role of technology as you start to look at, you know, value-based care interoperability? 
um, I, I think those are some of the biggest innovations in the industry is, you know, how do we reduce the cost of care? How do we improve, you know, move the regime from treatment to wellness? And how do we sort of manage risks and, and drive more resiliency and compliance uh, in our operations? That's a very uh, comprehensive perspective again, sort of thanks for sharing. Uh, Pradeep, I'll come to you now, right? So from the role that you play and the lens that you wear, I'm interested to hear from you on how can organizations in the industry uh, really reinvent themselves to meet this changing industry landscape? Uh, and how are you using technology and you know this whole uh, sort of need for digital transformation to probably accelerate uh, you know your own service portfolio, your your customer experiences, and also maybe your own sort of long-term strategy and profitability? Yeah, certainly. Uh, and just taking a segue from what Saurabh mentioned, uh, I'll break it again into probably two parts. The first part is uh, <clears throat> investing in the next generation care, as we call it as. So in, at Blue Shield of California, we have this uh, initiative which we call Health Reimagined, which is our ambitious effort to improve not just access to quality healthcare, but also making it more affordable. And there are a variety of things which you're doing in, in that lens. So when we talk about preventive health as an example, uh, we have our Wellvolution platform, which is all around promoting wellness, behavioral health. And we give our members today almost 50 plus digital apps and services for improving their health. And when we talk about physicians, uh, we in the last year or so have invested and founded a company, Alteas, which empowers doctors to focus on connecting with and treating patients. Uh, Real-time claims is an exciting journey. I'm actually living it every day where we have launched a pilot that enables patients to see costs at the doctor's office instead of waiting days or weeks for claims processing. So this is our journey to get to what we call real-time claim settlement and bringing healthcare into that retail environment or that retail experience, very similar to what we experience when we experience going to a grocery store and ensuring that when we check out, we get a transaction which is fulfilled, complete, without any surprises later on, days or weeks. Uh, from a drug administration perspective, we're also looking to see how we can lower our drug costs. Uh, so we've established a collaboration with a not-for-profit, uh, which is Civica Rx, and 17 other blues across the country to provide for low-cost uh, generic uh, medications. Uh, when we talk about mental health and talk about empowering the youth, we have our Blue Sky Signature Initiative, which is boosting mental health for the youth by funding school and community programs. And then last but not the least, which is kind of getting to that statewide digital information exchange, we support that notion so that we can allow health providers to quickly access patient medical records consistently. So that's the first part. Now, when we move to the second part around technology, we are focused on these three strategic levers to personalize, simplify, and automate that healthcare experience. I mean, we are here to radically improve that stakeholder satisfaction and operational efficiency. And, and to do so, uh, I'll give an example, a few examples. When we talk about personalized interactions, we're looking to create that personalized experience with every interaction a member would expect to have with a health plan, whether it is for billing, but it's for appointment scheduling. When we look at automation and bringing in technologies uh, from cloud companies and other uh, companies of like, uh, 
In our own internal operations, we're looking to automate our back office functions. We believe that everything that can be automated will be automated. In fact, our goal is that 95% of our transactions are automated end to end by 2023. Uh, I also mentioned about uh, digitalization and we are continuing to make progress to go paperless. As long as the law and the compliance allow us, allows us to go paperless, we will continue to be a digital first uh, health plan. And robotics and automation is coming and playing a huge role because we are looking to get to that automated data and transaction at the five nines accuracy. Ultimately, we believe that uh, all of this also enables us to improve our net promoter score uh, and also improve our aspirations to continue to influence growth in the, op in the market we operate and, and live in. And, and technology is playing a, a very uh, important role in this. Uh, we have embarked on a journey, uh, which is, of course, to transform healthcare. And the IT organization is delivering on our North Star with modern technologies, next generation capabilities, which are critical to enabling delivery of the five uh, prime strategies which we have across our organization. So these are the ways where the health plan of the likes of Blue Shell of California and many others are looking to transform and uh, see how we can innovate in our industry. That's really interesting, Pradeep. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Becky, I'd like to now put the spotlight on, on you and you know how you as a technology service provider are you know, using emerging technology and innovations to maybe be at the forefront of what uh, the industry is expecting or the customers are expecting in today's, in today's landscape. Uh, and I'd also like for you to dwell a little bit on what you feel are some of the hurdles that you feel are sort of you know, affecting the progress we make uh, as part of the journey. I mean, it's a fantastic question. Thank you for asking that, uh, Ms. Chilla. Um, just to paint a broader picture, right? I, in my role in Capgemini, I interact with uh, the payer community and the provider community and the health systems that are both payers and providers. And from a broad stroke perspective, if you really look at the payer side of the fence, uh, my payer clients are a uh, little more flush with funds now because of the drop in the non-COVID uh, related claims. So they have more leeway and leg room to think about uh, making investments uh, in strategic areas like, for example, digital transformation member experience that you talked about, right? Or utilizing data and insights to really carry the, carry the spectrum from detection of the disease to actually helping the providers to proactively treat and, um, you know, um, what shall I say, the, to, to predict the illness, if you will. So basically on a prepare side, there's a lot more funding, interest and initiative to change, transform, uh, to undertake transformational programs. From a provider perspective, this industry was always already reeling under low you know, cost pressures and low margin pressures uh, due to various set of endemic um, issues, right? Um, and, not, and was not into making a lot of investment earlier in digitization of their healthcare or virtual uh, care and all of that. Now they have now, you know, their margins are under further pressure. 
because of again the lack of hospitalizations and dropping you know um, op- op- optional procedures etc so now i'm seeing on that side they are more and more thinking about how do i optimize my it cost how do i modernize my legacy systems how do i um, you know rationalize the it infrastructure that i have to bring the cost down but make them more effective so i'm seeing that conversation evolving there and our pipeline is uh, robust from that perspective so from both the payer and provider perspective uh, from a cash gemini perspective i have seen this industry to grow for us um, faster than uh, any other industry and most industries took a deep hit during the you know covid era but uh, health payer and provider space has been an exception to that for us and when you really look at um, you know what is our um, you you asked a question around how what is our reaction or and from a technology perspective as a technology service provider perspective we at capgemini we look at this from a holistic perspective of what is the patient's journey across the healthcare maze if you will right starts with the provider ends with the payer then you know they, they interact quite interchangeably so starting from let's say researching of a symptom to identifying a doctor to deciding whether you know this an in person uh, visit or it's going to be a telehealth visit or prior authorization securing your prior author especially in um, cases like radiology that prior author itself could take weeks so how do you uh, you know speed that process up um uh, covid has also given rise to cyber security concerns not only that but fraud uh, detection uh, has become uh, you know major concern for some of our um, customers right opioid um, you know how do you use technology to detect let's say opioid ad- addiction or frauds around you know false fraudulent claims etc so that is something that we are looking at so pretty much what we see is um uh cap gemini has developed um offerings and conversations and um, you know um really methodologies to help our payer and provider customers at every step of the moment of truth in every moment of truth let's say through the journey of their patient or the member up until the time of care coordination finally right really delivering the effective care and in the end it all comes down to a three legged stool if you will how do you use or how do you make sure the technology helps our payer and provider customers to do three things one is improve the efficacy of the care at the end of the day how do you make the care is better and how do you make sure the care is available and accessible to a larger group of population and finally <clears throat> how do you optimize cost of care so provide care to more people provide care to uh, more effectively to bring down the cost of care in the end and more uh, accessibility to care so uh, cap gemini is working with most of the um, health payers in the country um, and of course abroad as well as providers and um, we are excited to partner with them finally there is a realization that technology is at the front end center of driving healthcare effectiveness as we get into the next decade um so you know i'm excited to be part of this journey it's great to hear uh, becky thanks for sharing uh, unfiltered views becky pradeep and saurabh
we move to the last and final segment of our podcast, uh, which I really look at uh, as, you know, looking into the future uh, and making some predictions of what next. Uh, so I'll ask the same question to all of you. Uh, the question is, what do you think the future of healthcare will look like? So Pradeep, do you want to go first with this? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I feel the future of healthcare is very bright and exciting in the sense that uh, the healthcare experience is going to continue to be more personalized, simplified, and automated. And we're going to use a lot of technology from artificial intelligence to machine learning to robotics to going digital and paperless. And I do firmly believe that uh, we will get to that retail-like real-time experience, which generates high-quality care, service worthy of family and friends, which we pursue for, and, and sustainably affordable, which is also very important. Thanks. Becky, what about you? Oh, absolutely. I echo Pradeep's thought. Um, healthcare industry, <clears throat> as I said, uh, has not been... Um, too fast to adopt and embrace technology in the past, uh, but I think COVID has changed the game. A um, lot of my customers are bringing chief, um, you know, digital officers, chief customer experience officers, right, from other industries like e-commerce and financial sectors, which have dealt with some of the, um, you know, issues around in enhanced member experience or customer experience, uh, personalization of care, et cetera, that Pradeep so eloquently talked about. There now healthcare is trying to look into other industries and borrow best practices. So I feel that its uh, future is bright. Technology is going to play a front and center role in getting care accessible to more people, making care cheaper, and making care effective. And I think that's where the future lies. Thanks, Becky. Saurabh, what about you? Yeah, it's always it's always hard on these questions to go last. Uh, but I'll still try. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think just to summarize uh, perhaps what Pradeep and Becky said, I think, I think the future of healthcare industry is profit with a purpose. Uh, right, I, I think uh, uh, because Profit with a purpose is what will drive Pradeep's vision of, you know, simplified personalized healthcare. And that's what will drive, you know, what Becky is talking about, more accessibility, uh, you know, more innovations. And, and I think that's the future that I'm looking forward to wherein, you know, be it a payer or a provider or a life sciences firm, you know, it's not just the shareholder value, but the stakeholder value. Um, a, a broader stakeholder value that's that's important and I think that's where we are moving you know I, I'm very very optimistic that um, uh, we are moving towards this profit with a purpose kind of a philosophy um, in in the healthcare industry and I think that's where I think the the future really lies for us yeah, thanks, Saurabh, for summarizing it very beautifully. I'll just add a follow-up to that, which I, which I again, you know, like all three of you to answer is because of these shifts that you're seeing in the industry. Do you do you foresee a change in the kind of skills that the that the industry will need to kind of staff or source? Uh, are you seeing any changes on the skill uh, aspect, whether it is you know at at you know sort of uh, the entry level or at the leadership level? Saurabh, you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go first this time. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> I, 
I, I think, um, no, absolutely. I think these scales are changing. And, and I think there are two, two dimensions to that. One is we are seeing more other industry perspective get into healthcare. You know, uh, we have, you know, Becky coming from a finance and accounting professorial background into the corporate world. We also have Pradeep who had a financial services background coming into healthcare. But, you know, we at HFS do so many different uh, conversations and we are seeing an appetite for healthcare uh, executives to learn from other industries, you know, be it retail, be it banking, financial services, uh, be it telecom. Um, and, and I think embracing innovations and talent from other industries is, is becoming important. I think the other the other big skill set is uh, you know this sort of digital fluency is what we call it. Uh, you know, I, I think you no longer have here's an IT professional and here's a business professional. You know, business needs to learn more technology, and technologists need to learn more business. And I think there's there's a convergence of that uh, sort of happening. And and beyond that, you know, we are we are all becoming more and more creative problem solvers, right? Than than anything else, uh, and and I think uh, that's where this industry is going. Is you know learn from others, um, uh, learn technology and learn business, and think think not just do, you know. And and I, I think that's the skill sets for the future. Thanks, Saurabh. Pradeep, any additions or uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would say the way we are transforming the industry, it is creating in our world what we call the jobs of the future. And an example or two is when we take our back office operations and automate, or when we look at our customer service functions, which are today answering phone calls, and tomorrow when we simplify healthcare and make it much more self-service, leveraging digital assets, the need for a customer to call a customer call center is going to diminish or reduce. And that creates an opportunity for us to create what we call the health advocate, which is kind of the new jobs of the future. So we continue to see that in the industry as uh, an example. And likewise, in many other areas, it's creating the new generation of jobs, which um, are leveraging technology and creating more value to become what we call the trusted advisor to our members and our stakeholders. Thanks, Pradeep. That's an interesting perspective. Becky, your thoughts on that? That's totally not fair. They said everything that I wanted to say. <laughs> but you know what? Let me just tell you something. Yeah, Gemini has 270,000 employees spread across the globe. And skill set of our people is something that we worry about every day, right? So from a technology standpoint, we are now seeing uh, more of a unified role, right? There's no longer a tester and a developer and developer knows Java and .NET. And, uh, it's more of an integrated role because it follows the agile methodology. Most of our customers, you know, there is no, no longer these siloed approaches. So we are looking at technology skill sets being able to address multiple needs. That's one side of the spectrum. The other side of the spectrum that we see is that it is no longer enough as an IT company that we just know IT coding development and it's not just enough. 
but we actually need to understand our customers business if we go to pradeep and we talk to blue shield of california uh, pradeep expects our uh, consultants and our technical guys to really understand the business processes of a uh, health payer right so now we have also begun to recruit doctors nurses clinicians data scientists who are well versed in healthcare problem statements right so i think what cap gemini is trying to do is one is really hire people who are uh, 360 degree view of technology or multiple technology capabilities but at the same time layer it on top with domain skills which are very relevant to a payer and a provider space and sometimes we don't get these two skill set in the market readily available either you get a great technologist or a great domain guy but i think the challenge and the way that we are we are addressing it is how do you layer this how do you build training how do you make knowledge management how do you build experiences for your uh, employees to get skill set not just technology but domain and be have a meaningful conversation with our end clients who are a ps and provider so that has been our preoccupation in the recent past thanks becky i think this this answer was such an enriching response to just get a perspective from all three of you because i think skills of the future is something which we all think about right even either either for ourselves or maybe our next generation so i think this was a great insightful 360 degree perspective from all of you Uh, so that brings me to the last question of the day, and we'll do this in alphabetical order. So we'll go with Becky first, and then Pradeep, and then Saurabh. <laughs> so the question okay. is: uh, the question is, if you had one wish that could come true, what would that be? A truly interoperable healthcare world, where the data is exchanged seamlessly between providers, payers, and uh, it's available to the patient. at that time they choose in the manner that they choose and it is secure and we are a long way uh, from achieving that there are some government regulations that are trying to force the healthcare industry to do that but i guess that would be the real holy grail of healthcare thanks yeah, from my perspective Sorry. yeah from my perspective i would say health equity uh, and health equity which is uh, all inclusive of all diversities whether you're in the marketplace where you operate or across the country or across the world so ultimately all of us look forward to having everyone have a happy and healthy life and it's across the globe yeah from my perspective and i'll be a little more personal here is i i want a simplified healthcare you know i want to be able to explain to my wife what my eob statement is <laughs> and good luck with that sarab yeah I, i you know that's my wish you know it's a simple wish but it seems to be very complicated because i don't know how many fights we've had where she tells me i'm supposed to be a healthcare analyst but i don't know how to explain the eob statement that i get from from my payer you know i think that's my wish um, and and i hope i we get there Well, when you become a member of Blue Shield of California, we can promise you that uh, the EOBs will disappear, and, and you'll come into this real world of healthcare um, retail experience, which is mirroring that grocery store experience, where you have no surprises and you can go back home and explain what you really bought and paid for. 
Yes, Pradeep, I'm, that's my wish come true. So I just need to move to California then. That's true. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> so Saurabh, you got lucky. Your wish came true, Pradeep and Vicky. I hope your wish comes true in the near future. And this was a wonderful conversation. Thank you all so much for your time. Appreciate you doing this for us. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.